Hey guys, so glad we finally got the intros right last week and we never have to do them again. Now we can use this time to chat as normal friends. Yes! Since we aren't recording, can we talk about stuff we don't normally bring up on the show? Like... Nate, your charity work at the Orphan Hospital and how Brent pretends to have a Canadian accent? That's right, little doggies. I sure am obliged to be my true self around kind folks such as yourselves. Be quiet and listen to me. Did you guys hear that? I definitely heard something. You'd have to have tumbleweeds in your ears to miss something like that. I am the queen of the podcast city. Holy moly! It's the queen of podcast city! I heard that's the Hollywood of podcasts. I heard that's where folks go to become podcast millionaires. I have traveled a long way to bring you an offer. You want to buy our podcast? Yeah! I'm going to fire my six-shooter in the air and scare my horse. We will pay you $10 million. But you have to make one change to the show. We'd love to sell out. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. Uh, Slow down there, little doggies. Let's hear what Her Majesty up there has to say before we go and sign any of them fancy banking papers. We want Brent to make his quiz eight questions instead of seven. No problem. That's very easy. I'm sure Brent will agree. Well, now, I hate to stick a bone in your bean bowl, but that dog ain't gonna hunt. Hush your mouth. Don't you dare blow this, Brent. Now, don't you little doggies go tanning my hide. Seven was my grandpappy's favorite number. I don't care if seven is the amount of minutes you have left to live. You sell out and you do it right now, mister. Yeah, Brent, sell out this instant or I'll scream right into your ear. I'm sorry, your highness, but we're going to have to decline your generous offer. The podcast has spoken. Now you must live with the consequences. Aw, man, I hate consequences. You are all banished from the podcast city forever! I am angry and furious. Yeah, I can't reach my thesaurus right now, so I'll just say I'm also angry and furious. And I'm Brent. Let's start the show. sounds like when we do a podcast we're currently doing one this is the north american friends movie club and there's a little bit of secrets hidden inside the name of our podcast you might notice that friends comes before movie club so i gotta ask my two friends how we doing 
things have never been worse in Kansas City, but we're doing okay. You know what? You've been going through it this week, Kate. You've been going through it. So I think we should start with you. Well, thank you. So as everyone has heard, we won the Super Bowl and then we had a great parade. And then um, we experienced uh, what is now common in America, which is a lot of gun violence. And uh, 22 people were shot and one woman was killed and nine children were shot and hospitalized. And it was just horrible. And then on same day, my parents were uh, victims of an AI scammer who pretended to kidnap me. And it's stupid and convoluted and terrifying. Um, but apparently we all need to talk to our families about being fake kidnapped. I just don't understand what the world is. Oh, and then the next day, I, you guys don't know this. The next day, my mom goes to a doctor's appointment. She comes out of the doctor's appointment and someone is breaking into her car. Oh my. Good Lord. So what did she do? She said, I, she said she ran away. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> The yeah, guy said, no, "Correct." <laughs> she was. I guess she said, "Like, what are you doing?" And he was like, "Oh, I thought this was my rental car. Like, I forgot my keys or some shit." And then she, she said, she ran away, which is the right thing Love to it. do when you're <laughs> correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta hide correct. behind a pillar and go, "Hey, hey, hey!" hey. <laughs> and then they can't see you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to wrap us all up in bubble wrap and like. Feed us chocolate milk and cashews and put us to bed. I wish I had it went first because my things are not going to sound nearly as important. as No, it's for comedic reasons. It's actually going to be really funny when you're like, it was the worst week of my life this week. Like, uh, oh, snow. I couldn't, couldn't find the mustard or something. Well, it is snow related. Yes, it is snow. We had another snowstorm on Monday. Did anyone die? Another one. Did anyone die? I'm sure. I'm sure they did. Okay. I'm, it's snow prison. I have seven feet of snow around me. We don't even have sidewalks. How do you we don't get have food? How do you get food? Well, I could just go to the grocery store. We're not a fucking, it's not a, a, a volcano that erupted. It's, it's still things have to keep going. Oh, could you imagine if a volcano hit oh this week God. after oh. all that snow? Oh, the mess. It would be all melted and slushy. Oh, oh my oh. God. Also, flooded basements. Oh well, that's I don't want it to melt too fast because I, 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 it's going to be a flood. But I want it to mm-hmm. go. I don't. I honestly don't think it's going to be all gone till June. And then you'll get a couple weeks of summer. I'm back at it, bud. Back at it. Back at it. Late August. Back at it. That's fine. That's what we're used to. Um, here's something you might notice that my name on our little group here is called the Curious Mind because I'm not on my first. I'm not on my second. I'm on my third audiobook of the month of February. Ooh. Holy brainiac. Yeah. My brain, like, I went up a hat size, I'm pretty sure, because I'm retaining so Definitely. much information. Yeah. And it's not like this. So, audiobooks don't have pictures, so no one can say, make that joke. It's real books. And I'm on my third one. And, Kate, this one's called The Silent Patient. And it's about a British psychotherapist. How fascinating. That's what you no, do. What, what, it is. What happens? <laughs> Am I dead? Am I, do they get no. kidnapped? No. They and silence her. They didn't win which the we would Super never Bowl. do to Kate. No, it's just, I found it interesting. I'm learning. I'm getting a little in behind the peak, uh, behind the curtain peak 
into your profession. What's the name of it again? The Silent Patient? The Silent Patient, yeah. So what's really interesting is the theoretical orientation that I learned (laughs) is called modern psychoanalysis, and it was used on patients who don't talk. So like, if it has anything to do with that, that's very interesting. Well, she doesn't, the, the, she, the girl doesn't talk and the guy is her, her psychotherapist and he's trying to get her to talk, but she doesn't talk so far. That's cool. I'm only a couple chapters in, but yeah. So do they have like, like a horse system where tap once for yes, tap twice for no? Well, sort of I can see this very quickly is not being taken seriously. <laughs> I just wanted to, people know that I'm bettering myself in February. It's big brains for February. February is for big brains. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm doing the exact opposite. I I usually am listening to an audiobook actively. And I haven't listened to one second of audiobook in the month of February. Mm. Mm, good. Yeah, so, I'm some three times better than you. Yeah, at least three. I listen to a lot of audiobooks too and I haven't. I've been more into podcasts this month. Mm. I listen to a horrible podcast too and I listened to the whole thing. I was so irritated at myself for doing it. And no, it wasn't ours. I was going to say, some people are like, uh, North no. Friends Movie Club. It was much worse than ours. Because <laughs> ours is well, awesome. Ours is very Oh, I want to say, uh, you know what? I feel bad. I did, We didn't make a big enough deal for your birthday, Kate. I am satiated with birthday. I over-birthdayed at my birthday party, and I hurt myself. So It's because of where we record... Uh, before times it gets it gets confusing and i want to say happy birthday kate thank you happy birthday kate and i want what else was i gonna say you just said it oh yeah um happy birthday didn't mention and my goodness i'm gonna toot your horn there uh, nathaniel you're editing on our last podcast the rocky episode so good my goodness, it was it was enjoyable for an hour and five minutes to listen to us speak. Mind-boggling. And the intro was hilarious, and you made me sound like a pilot. And I'm just very, very impressed, and I'm very, very happy to be engaged in a creative endeavor with the both of you. I agree. And I also thought, like, how is he doing that? How did he make Brent sound like he's an actual pilot? Because I remember mm-hmm. when we were recording that, I was like, Brent does not sound like a pilot. I remember thinking now- that. No, I gave Nate a good concrete foundation to work with. Yeah, you gave me a good base. I got well, a no, good but I, pilot base I'm not from trying you. to be <laughs> negative, but there is... No, 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 no negative, no. no, but rude is, is a one word I would describe. <laughs> I, I was the, the putty. I was the fair, clay. Fair, But you, and I'm Nate trying to give Nate a pilot. compliment. I'm sorry that I'm critiquing you. You can, get, you can build up Nate without... <laughs> Breaking me down. Oh, yeah. No need to say that, Brent. You didn't sound like a pilot. Because I you thought didn't I did a pretty good job. The crackle, the the distance, the you know, the audio mm-hmm. Pro- mm-hmm. geniusness oh. that Nate had done. Brent, I you call can- you Michael Winslow. One episode, all of a sudden, now you're a mouth magician, are you? Oh, I've started start crackling <laughs> with my mouth. I've hurt your feelings. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Uh, but I, I tried to you do know something was- nice. I didn't even get a chance to say thank you. I was it, I was flying high as a kite. You know, I got much like a pilot. The co-host, <laughs> much like a pilot. I was, I was at ten thousand feet cruising altitude. Uh, thank you for the nice compliment, both of you. How are you, Nate? Uh, you know what? Things continue to go well for me. Great. Uh, workout streak still going. I was going to oh, yeah. ask you if uh, you've in, been pumping. Increasing reps. Oh, good. 
We're at day 30, let's look, 32. Today will be 33 tonight when I work out. Oh, yeah. Have you uh, have you heard about the hard 75? No. You said the hard 7.5? 75. Oh. I interrupted you, Nate. Please keep going. And then I want to circle back. Oh, I'm just, just saying, yeah, I'm getting uh, big giant muscles. Uh, my path to Goku, we're on track. Mm. Uh, I feel great. Uh, I've been working on creative stuff every night. I was drawing till the wee hours of the morning last night. It turns out it's really hard to draw a wolf. You mm. know, I, I'm just drawing a wolf last night and uh, it's the legs, mm. you know, that's, that's where animals get you as humans. The legs start in the middle and they just go down, but animals, they got levels, you know, there's legs in the back and front and shadows. It's haunches. Uh, you know, we're learning. You got haunches. There's haunches. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you can't just, you can't just stick them there like you can with human legs. Cause if you do, you, it looks like a little kid drawing where the cow's got four legs all up front and you're like, mm, no, some of those, two of those legs got to be in the back. Do you use references? Last night, it I was struggling so much that I had to uh, trace a wolf and then draw uh, 10 versions of the thing I traced before I was able to recreate it on my own. That was, that was how I learned last night. That's what they do. So I had a client who's in uh, fancy art school, and that's basically what art school is. It's like they just make you draw things repetitively. You got to just do it. it. It's one of those things. Um, e- I think even people who are really good at drawing, I think they practiced a lot. For too. sure. It's like, I'm bad at drawing, so I'll have to practice more. But even the good people are drawing, they're, you know, they're, they're putting in work. Brent, do you draw? Oh, I can't draw at all. And I wish I really, really, really wish I could. Yeah. I'm not creative. Oh. I uh, feel like that's not true. I literally wrote a pilot to its TV show with you. I know. I, I kind of, that was kind of sad because I kind of set that up so you guys give me compliments. Oh, mm, yeah. A little depressing of you. Yeah. I just but, you kinda, know, you're yeah. buried in snow. You need a win yeah. wherever you can get it. Yeah, you know? I'll take it. Listen, you got to, sometimes you got to make your own lemonade. That's, that's the thing I just made up too. I made up that, see, I am creative. I just made up a saying. Sometimes you got to make your own lemonade. Yeah. That's good. You can't depend on little girls on the corner selling it. You got to make your own. Uh, And I just want to say, if there's any um, big-time fancy Hollywood producers listening, hey, me and Brent, we got a script for a TV show, and it's fucking funny as hell. It's very funny. (laughs) Slide in the DMs, guys. HBO, looking at you. Why don't you give them a little something about it? Like, you've just, like, give them a taste. Uh, we wrote a script where basically there, it's about two brothers uh, that might as well be named Trent and Bathan because yep. they're just me and Brent. And uh, they uh, lose their job at the sawmill. Uh-huh. And then they get offered a job to work as security guards at the prison. But there's a... There's a there's a plot afoot, an evil plot mm. afoot, and, and someone's tricking them into doing it for nefarious reasons. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and it's kind of circles back to uh, why uh, them being friends. S- speaking of circling back, no, what else goes in circles? 
What else goes in circles? Race cars. (laughs) The reason I bring bring race cars up is because this is the last movie of sport month. Uh, February is for leaping. And the movie that we watched was the audience pick. And it was uh, Days of Thunder. And the cars go. And speaking of room, room, Catherine, why don't you tell us what the Days of Thunder is about? Love it. Nice transition. Love it. Love it. Uh, Nate, cue the music. Days of Thunder is a film made in 1990 starring young Tom Cruise, uh, who is Cole Trickle, who is a young race car driver who used to race cars where the tires were outside the car. And he was very good at that kind of race car driving. And now he's been called in by an owner of a NASCAR team to drive cars where the tires are inside the car. And what I found very interesting slash humorous, these cars are Chevy Luminas, which, oh my Lord, I cannot even. So Cole is has, uh, has a crew chief uh, played by Robert Duvall. His name is Harry. And uh, he's trying to, like, be a very good race car driver. And he has uh, this guy named Rowdy Burns, uh, Uh who's his competition. And they get in a horrible wreck. And uh, they are injured. And while he's, while Cole Trickle's in the hospital, he meets the beautiful uh, neurologist, Dr. Nicole Kidman. And there's some love story to that. And then uh, Cole loses his his confidence and then he has to um, get back his confidence. And he and Rowdy become friends because Rowdy can't drive anymore because he has a brain injury. And uh, they won't give Cole a car back because they're like, you're no good anymore. Or I don't remember why that is. But then, so uh, Cole ends up driving Rowdy's car and wins the race at the end. And it's happy. The end. Uh, Great job, Kate. That is the entire film, Days of Thunder. Uh, Would you guys like to talk about your favorite parts? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, this was my first time watching this movie. Have you guys seen this movie before? Oh, yeah. I had not, but my partner Nick had seen it 20 times. Because he used to play with the little NASCAR cold trickle mellow yellow car when he was an eight-year-old boy. (laughs) Me too. Oh, he had like a toy toy one? Oh, and Brent as well. Yeah, Brent and Shag, you guys got a lot of coming. Like, you guys would be bros. There's no doubt about that in my Broskies. Life. Yeah. Me, me and Nick are probably going to... It's going to probably 2025 is going to be the year of Brent and Nick, I think. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Dick Trickle. Um, yeah, like, me and... We're basically <laughs> talking, like, we're all at a cabin, and then we all wake up, and me and Kate go out, and we're like, where's Nick and Brent? And then you guys come, like, strolling down the lane, just laughing it up you're soaking wet for some reason because we were for a swim we were fly fishing and we have three big Uh, ones hanging over our shoulders three big ones the the sound woke you up because that's that's the one 
And we had, <laughs> and There's a montage. You guys had a montage yeah. of yeah. play. Of me and Nick doing stuff. People, let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> so it's just it's on the horizon. You're Nick and Brent. I this is uh Tom Cruise early in his Scientology. And I think you can feel it in this movie. It's like not overwrought. Kind of, I don't know. I liked this Tom Cruise more than I like Mission Impossible Tom Cruise. Okay. He's uh, he's very cocky. This was, he was playing only cocky guys at this moment. For sure. You know, he's Top Gun. He's cocky. This, this is, one, yeah. cocky. This is Top Gun on land. Yes. But you believe it. You're like, you're like, he deserves to act like that with that head of hair and that face. And he's got his new teeth. Because right? yes. he uh, had some pretty wild teeth when he was younger, but he got his movie star teeth at this point. So you're like, yeah, I guess you get to act like this. What did you guys think about the scene where he comes in on the motorcycle? I thought it, the motorcycle was too fat. That was my take on, on looking at it. Nate, I thought the same thing. Is that that motorbike, You he, at best, this man is weighing 150 pounds soaking wet. And that motorbike weighs fifteen hundred pounds. Like, anyway, you can't drive a motorbike up on pit road like that. You just—I did like Rowdy's move though. He said Tom was good. Yeah, Sorry. you're gonna drive on. You're gonna drive my ride. Well, I'm sitting on your ride, little guy. Mm-hmm. I like that move. I did too. I I would like to say something about those two characters that I actually really liked about this movie big huge points to this movie where i think a lesser movie would have kept rowdy as his rival for the entire film and that would have been just we start there they get off to a bad start and then they hate each other the whole movie i loved that halfway through the movie they become friends and a new villain is introduced Mm -hmm. i thought that was like actually really cool from a structure I'm sorry I didn't talk about Carrie Hughes in the plot, but yeah, Carrie, right? How do we say his last name? Els. Carrie Els. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hughes. Carrie Hughes, Carrie Els, Carrie Pease, Carrie yeah. Els. We, you know, let's talk. All up there. Like, can we talk about his style, his glasses? Like, oh, his glasses. The outfit. Oh my God. I was obsessed with every outfit in this film. I would wear every single thing anyone wore, and those little tiny glasses. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You would circle. I wrote down something. Evil circle glasses. Yeah. I wrote evil circle. That's what glasses. I wrote down. <laughs> evil circle. Nate and I wouldn't. We wouldn't have looked good in those glasses. You don't Kate, know. you could pull. No, over. no, no, no. Nate and I. No, no, no. Nate would look like some jazz bass player that has like the worst weed in the world. That's cool. And no, he's not. No, no, no. I no. I have a very a vivid memory from being like 11 or 12 and going to the shopping mall and going to a sunglass store and asking for, to try on a pair of sunglasses. And the uh, lovely young woman there who was doing her best to be nice was like, well, if you have a circular face, we usually recommend you stay away from circular glasses. And that was the moment when I realized I had a circular oh, face. No. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> My face is a circle. <laughs> 
I would be. That is one of those life changing moments. You're right. Yeah. Well, now you know I got square glasses ever since. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she kind of did you a favor. She I helped mean, me out. No, she helped me out, man. Somebody had to say it. And she was her job to say it. She's probably all of like. Thinking back now, it's like a mall. She's probably like 17 years old and I'm right. 12. You know what I mean? But this was a full-grown woman to me. For sure. This movie makes me feel the way Rocky makes you guys feel. I was this has mm. this has Rocky vibes oh. as far as like getting you fired up. For oh. sure. This for makes sure. me like NASCAR, and I'm not a NASCAR person, but I saw this and I was like, okay, I get it. And that's what Nick said. He was like, this was the first time where I understood why people are into cars because he's not like a car dude i love formula one racing that's that's open wheel that's my jam i'm not a nascar guy but this movie makes me it not only makes me it i have to be involved in racing somehow (laughs) i'm too old probably too old to be a driver but i need to get involved in racing in some capacity you could sell snacks no, at the snack stand. I, no, he wants he could stick the like that funny like uh golf bag full of gasoline that no, they hold up. Oh, no, yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to catch on fire. I don't want any of that. Okay. I okay. want to be a team owner or a team okay. owner's assistant. I want to What be, if you're looking at a computer screen about the vertices and the ventricle? I don't forces. know what vertices are. So that sounds like I'm going to have to take a course to do that job, which I don't yeah, want to do. You would have to take a course. I, sure. I want to be the guy that says into the mic and say, yeah, it's time to drop the fucking hammer. I want to be that guy. And then the car goes, and it goes really fast. Ooh, I want to be, I, when he says, I'm going to drop the hammer during his test, and Robert Duvall says, oh, no, man. you're not. I, that I was hooting and hollering like a chimpanzee that sees a snake. <laughs> I was up and I, woo, woo, yeah, yeah. I, that is how Nate and I felt with Rocky Four. I, I literally got goosebumps when he won the Indy 500 at the end of this movie. I'm not lying. I almost took a picture of my goosebumps. Or was that Daytona? Daytona? Daytona 500. No. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. No, no, no. Does does in, do any of us know what the difference is? Because that there was a moment in the movie where he's like, they're like, "Well, what's your goal?" And he's like, "To get to Indianapolis." Is that like, is was he on like the in the minor leagues of stock car racing? And then there's like a a higher level of NASCAR. I didn't quite understand. Yeah, that. there's he was drove sprint cars, which is not the same as stock cars. I don't know the differences, but it's like a like I read he, he drove. Yeah, he drove single wheel, no nope. outer wheel, like the ones where there's one person. I thought it was like Formula One, yeah. like he drove lower level Formula One. I I mean that once he's in NASCAR, they're all, all everything's pointing to Daytona. That's the big race. But he said he said earlier that his big goal is to get to Indianapolis, which is the Indy 500. Is that NASCAR or, or is that Formula One? Formula One doesn't do the Indianapolis 500. Um, Indy cars do Indianapolis. Indy cars. Indy cars are look like Formula One cars. The open wheels. They look the same, but they're not. Oh, but they're different cars. Yeah. Formula One cars are the fastest cars that are when it comes to racing. That's like the upper echelon. Okay. Those are those. That's the very silly looking Batmobile cars. Yes. And the American version of that is Indy cars. Gotcha. Okay. 
But I, I a lot of different car stuff yeah. going on. I, Who knew? I know. Did you? I had no idea. I always just assumed you press the pedal down, you go as fast as you can, and but oh my god, it's so different. It's so interesting when it comes to tires and fuel and drafting. What are funny cars? I don't know. Is it the ones with the thing on the top? Maybe like the big spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, there's gonna, sorry, there's gonna be a lot of people that are not liking this, are, gonna, are <laughs> yelling, and because NASCAR is huge, and I feel like we yeah, have well, a NASCAR kind of fan base. Yeah, well, don't we burn do? your clutch, boys. Yeah, right. That's that's the thing to say. Hey, we're here to learn. We're here to learn together. Don't burn your clutch, boys. <laughs> I mean, you are the curious mind. I am. Twenty five hundred to rent a track for a day is a goddamn good deal. Seems cheap. Like and especially if you're allowed to do whatever you want out there, taking like, your can bike I take out. my car, yeah, this fucking ripper, take the old Mitsubishi out there, see if I can roll it, yeah, it'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> I will say the stupidest part of this movie for me was, I think it was after he had the accident and he like goes back to like where he used to race cars and there's a fucking laundromat right next to the racetrack. What did you do? You remember that scene? Why is that stupid? No. I don't remember it either. I think this is you saw a different version than us. No, he's like doing his laundry no. <laughs> next to a dirt track. Okay. No. Do you remember that? No. Because no. <laughs> I remember looking over at Nick and being like, why is there a, a laundromat next to the dirt track? No. Because he gets okay. so dirty yeah. on the track. He gets so much. It sick. sounds like it's a fucking genius idea to be. To put a laundromat next to it. So. That track. guy's gonna own a racing team before long with all the money he's making. Yeah. Oh, that's so Did cool. you do you guys have tracks? Do you guys have dirt tracks in, in Canada? We have a lot of them here in Missouri. Well, I have a speedway next to me. It's only small. Yeah. That's cool, I guess. Yeah. I don't go to races, but I'm gonna start. I I, I've never seen any kind of racing in real life. I know there's some kind of track. Did you guys ever do go-karts? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Oh. Every summer. We have to do go-karts when we get together. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna take you boys to Branson. We're gonna do go-karts. Uh, oh, I thought that was shit talk. I thought you were yeah. gonna win. No. <laughs> so I'm gonna take you down to Branson. <laughs> no, we have they have go-karts you have to be 16 to drive. That's gonna be like, a new t-shirt. I'm taking your yeah. ass to Branson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go-karts go fast though it's i do you guys like what do you guys like to drive fast no every now and then i get the urge yeah uh like one time i got my toyota corolla up to like 180 kilometers an hour that was pretty cool how fast is that in miles per hour let's Uh, do some math let's do a little math here i'm gonna guess like 120 one hundred eighty km to miles. It is uh, images uh, fifty meters per second. What the fuck kind of British? One hundred eleven miles per hour. One hundred eleven. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, for a oh Toyota Corolla. Yeah, because <laughs> I was going down a big hill, so I just gassed it and went down the big hill, and it was yeah, that was pretty fun one time. I don't oh like going God. fast, but when I start, like I just talked about how I got into Formula One racing. Um, that summer that I got into it, I we took the kids to a theme park on vacation, and they had go karts. And I said mm-hmm. to myself, "Okay, I'm going to take these little fuckers to Branson. I'm going to smoke yeah. them, and not yeah. because I'm going to go fast, because I'm going to drive smart." And I, it was I if 
Melissa knew what I was doing. Did you do some drafting? Yeah, Melissa. I told Melissa exactly what I was going to do. I said, it's not about who's the fastest. I said, it's, it's about uh, turn entry and turn exit. About taking the right. Mm-hmm. It's about the racing line. And not yeah. just passing when you get a chance. It's the, the opportune time to pass. You got you need a lot of power. And she's like, this is in the lineup of the go-karts. And she's, <laughs> and she's looking at me like I have four heads. And I got in that fucking go-kart. And I was just... A bullet. I was coming in yep. turns. I was following that racing line. I, I think the guy that was doing the that you know pushes you with his foot and pulls the cord. He knew. I think he knew. I think he was a racer too, and he knew what I was doing because mm-hmm. I was smoking people. Mm-hmm. Melissa fell in love all over again. Oh, I'm pretty sure she. Wa- <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure she wandered off because I told her to record it. And she didn't. <laughs> I wanted to review the tape afterwards of me going in. I was hitting. Oh, because I was going on parts of the track on turns that nobody was going on. And I think that's the guy that worked there knew. He's like, this guy's a racer at heart. Oh, yeah. I'm imagining the guy worked there, like pulled out his cell phone while you were driving. He's like, Mr. Ferrari, there's someone here. I think you might want to come down. He's a, and natural. See. <laughs> He's a natural. I, I felt yeah. like I was I felt like I was trying out with for, like at this first scene. With Robert Duvall and them. Like, if Robert Duvall's character saw me at the go-kart, he was with his family, he would stop and say, this guy's a racer. You go, hey, I know racers. I want to talk about Robert Duvall and why he quit racing. Because his previous racer, his previous driver, died in a wreck, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He may have been responsible for that. And so then he stopped being a crew chief because he didn't want to be... Um, investigated investigated but then it turns out that that guy killed himself i think it's very sketchy i don't think that no one really knows what happened so the three things that could have happened are he killed himself he took a heart attack and hit the wall or he died from he passed out from carbon monoxide poisoning because harry made the pipes too thin and then he drove into the wall so there's three good things that he could have died from the fact that harry quit nascar right away tells me that Harry put carbon monoxide poisoning in the car by mistake. Mm. And Harry talks to the car it, a lot. So Harry <laughs> he's breathing Harry does a little. Talk to the car I, listen, the I love Harry. But I think he killed I think he killed John C. Riley's father. And was it jo- this is a prequel to Talladega Nights. Pretty much. I think so myself, yes. That's I I would agree with that. The, the, the line monkey fucking a football. Love it. I knew you would. That, that's basically what we do. We're monkeys fucking a football. Um, mm-hmm. And when Robert Duvall said, when during the pit stop, he's like, when you leave, I want you to go right out and hit the pace car. He got his ass with that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, good. <laughs> he he fucking got his ass. That means you hit every car on the track now. Well, my first note is about Robert Duvall, where I just wrote down, love to see a master practice his craft in montage mm. form. That's a part of a movie that I'll always enjoy. That was when I was like into the movie. When he first uh, decides he's going to build the car for Tom Cruise and he's standing by the like frame of the car and he's talking to it. He's like, I'm going to shave off two inches Mm -hmm. here, shape you like a bullet. That's what killed his father. But that to me, I was like, okay, this man knows this is a master practicing his craft. Here we go. I I love it. Robert Duvall is still alive. 93. At age 93. Crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, what a great, what a wonderful actor. 
He's for always real. good. For real. Yeah. Um, one scene to piss me off, two scenes that involve Nicole Kidman. She's a doctor, so she would never not wear a helmet on a motorbike. Um, mm, for sure. Yeah, she literally deals with head injuries as her profession. She didn't wear a helmet, didn't like that. And Tom Cruise sent a bunch of teddy bears and flowers and balloons to her apartment or home. Great when you first walk in, surprise, but they're all going to die and deflate. And then you're mess. You have to clean it's all that. It's going to smell so bad. And you got to so clean bad. all that shit up. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. What a terrible. Fu- He's basically a monkey fucking football. What a terrible gift. And he truly is an incredibly immature man. When he he drives, he she tells him to let her out and he drives away. I can't tell you. I mean, it's only happened to me a couple of times, but that is a common thing for men to do. Like toxic men in the 90s did a lot of like not listening to women when they want to get out of cars. I saw this movie. So I did not like that. That's right. Nicole Trickle. Um, there, was a, there was a lot of parts of this movie that were like very much... I'm like, oh, I understand why men are the way we are when this was like the content we were consuming when we were growing up. Because it really does just teach you like the most toxic shit, like (laughs) up and down. And like, and not only that, it's like men do this, but that this is somehow heroic. This is what the hero does. Exactly. The ego. It's all ego and id and despite it actually killing you. You know what I mean? Like the stakes can't be higher. I thought Nicole Kidman wasn't doing much in this movie until they give her a scene where she gets to say basically everything Kate just said. And it, and she like, she like all of a Leans sudden somebody it. in this movie is acting. Somebody right. is feeling emotions. I was whoa, like, oh whoa, my goodness, whoa, look whoa, at whoa, this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, Robert Duvall mm-hmm. acted his fucking whole life. No, this whole Robert du- Duvall, every moment that he's ever existed is a master. I would like to qualify and say this, but I would say that after the Nicole Kidman scene with Tom Cruise, like Nicole goes to 11, does an incredible job, mops the floor with Tom Cruise. And then in the very next scene, Tom Cruise is like screaming and yelling. I'm like, oh, he got the memo. He saw what she was doing. He's like, I gotta, I gotta start acting in this movie. Like time to get into it. We haven't even talked about Randy Quaid, who does a wonderful job being a wealthy man. I really, I don't know. He was enjoyable. I, I celebrate Randy Quaid until he got yeah, weird. Yeah, me too. When he's when he says he's, I own the engine in that car. I gave him that engine. That's what my boys are pushing. I love that. There's, uh, there is one part that I did not like, which I made a note about, which is, uh, Randy Quaid as an authority figure doesn't work. And there's just this one scene where he sits down Duval and Tom Cruise. And he's like, now listen here, you two and hush up while I talk. And he's like, giving them like the business mm-hmm. for not getting along. And I was like, nah, he, there's no way Robert Duval would let this man push him around. That's like, the monkey fucking the football scene. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that is that scene. And I think he looks too much like a cousin Eddie. Is it the same yeah. guy t- type here? I think that's why. Um, but no, I I saw it too. But I think he looks so good wearing like fancy clothes, and he's got good hair, and he's mm-hmm. like carrying himself so um, assertively, but also with that joie de vivre that people with money have. Like oh. he looks like a guy that would be in that would be a low level team driver owner. He looked like that kind of guy. Yeah. How dare you disrespect Cold Trickle and the other guy, Rowdy Robert Burns? Duvall. 
Rowdy. And Russ Wheeler. He had nothing to do with those boys until he got the money. And it's all about sponsors. We know that. We're trying to get sponsors on this show. And then he kind of has a glow up. He does have a glow up. He's like, by the end of the movie, he's wearing Ray-Bans and stuff. That's going to be us. If we get sponsored, we're going to have Ray-Bans on. What if Mellow Yellow? Fucking Mellow awesome. That would be awesome. So what, oh we got God. cashews, chocolate milk, and Mellow Yellow sponsor us. We start wearing costumes that have like patches on them and stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll wear a fire suit while I record. I don't care. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> so, so okay. So here's what all the corporate people listening have to remember. Me and Brett have a pilot. Go ahead and contact about us. Mellow yeah. yellow, cashews or chocolate milk. Tampax, Let us know about I'll sponsorship. wear anything. <laughs> I don't care. I will pimp myself a Tampax, Summer's Eve. Coffee enema. Uh, listen, if you want <laughs> sponsors, if you have a coffee enema, I will do a before and after blog about it. Before and after? I will do anything. <laughs> any kind of product you want to Anything. Just sponsors. 2024. Just do it. Let's do it. Just do it. My last two notes (laughs) before I get to the quiz, and unless you guys have anything else, is I would love to have a tattoo of uh, Robert Duvall and Tom Cruise running at the end to Victory Lane. I think that would be a big fucking back piece with that. would be super good. Picture be at the beach and see me walk by with that back piece. Mellow yellow suits on. and Robert Duvall doing the 60-year-old man run. Yeah. Arm Here's the thing. Up. Nick has been Nick's goal for the year is to get a new tattoo, so I I can see a friendship tattoo maybe. Mm-hmm. Like okay, like Brent gets Tom Cruise running, mm-hmm. and yeah. Nick gets Robert it's Duvall Robert running, Duvall. and then when they stand, and then one side, next, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say then they stand side by side, and it makes a f- the full full frame, and then we like, run, exactly. and then we run, and it looks yeah. like running. Oh man, that's it. We've done it. Uh, also, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into wearing driving gloves when I drive. It just makes okay. it feels Absolutely. cooler. It looks cooler. Everything about it is cool. Do you have a spoiler on your no. car, Brent? No. Mm. I think you need to get one. Do you have driving shoes? Driving moccasins? No. Got to get some moccasins. Got to get some gloves, and you need to get some ground effects and a spoiler. I want little <laughs> tight little type ballerina driving shoes so badly okay i'm, I'm starting i'm starting to i'm starting to like daydream and shit do you, do you guys want to do the official um mellow yellow hardy's uh uh super flow cashews chocolate, milk. cashews chocolate milk summer's eve days of thunder quiz vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom, vroom. start your engines This movie is so good that seven questions is not enough. We did eight. We got eight. <laughs> Catherine, you're, eight laps. You're go. You're eight laps of just high intensity torque. <laughs> 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 the very first race that starts uh, off in the movie, there's a car that's in the lead. Who sponsored that car? Was it STP, Quaker State, Budweiser? Or the Exxon car. Eight goes first. I am gonna go with my. Um, uh, do you guys ever have a problem with you can't figure out what your gut reaction is? Because when you said STP, I was like, oh, that's it. And then you said Exxon, I was like, oh, oh. no. So I'm gonna go with STP. You describe the opposite of what a gut reaction is. Okay. okay. STP for case. <laughs> uh, I think. 
Rowdy was in the lead, and Rowdy had the Exxon car. So I'm going to guess Exxon. Uh, Rowdy was in second place, and he was just behind the Budweiser car. Gone forever! Budweiser. Point for Brent. King of beers. King of beers. Question number two. Nate talked about how Robert Duvall would talk to his car in a little montage, which I love. He said he's going to put the engine real low. A big square oil pan. It's going to give him blank more horsepower. How much more horsepower was Robert Duvall going to give Cole Trickle? 10 to 20? 20 to 30? 30 to 40? 40 to 50? I know 30 is involved. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say... 30 to 40. So then I'll say 20 to 30. Robert Duvall is going to make that oil pan nice and low with the engine. And it's going to give Cole Trickle 30 to 40 more horses. Nate is on the board. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're not doing sound effects this week. We're just doing our own sound effects when we get it right. (laughs) Um... Problem with Cole Trickle is the man can drive. We all know that. He doesn't know fuck about cars, though. He's like me, Nate. Doesn't know. Just likes the wind in his hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Duvall says, you got to tell us what's going on with the car, Cole. We can do a little twist here, a little bit of wedge there. And Cole doesn't know what wedge is. What is wedge? Does wedge, uh, does wedge affect the weight of the car, the power of the engine, the height of the car, or the fluid distribution of the car? If I'm going to add some wedge, what am I doing? Uh, I'm going to go with the fluid because that seems silly. Fluid distribution. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ron DeSantis answer and say that a wedge adds height. Oh, the wedge in the heels makes the car taller. Well, there would never be really a situation where you want to make your car taller because you're fuck up the wind resistance. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. I'm not a car guy. But you know what the wedge does? Vroom, 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 changes where the weight is distributed into the car. Gone forever! Back left end's a little loose. Let me tighten up the wedge and add a little more weight back there. So that's Brent. Okay. That's me. Cole Trickle had a horrible wreck. Hospitalized overnight. Harry slept by his side. Woke up next to Cole in the hospital bed. Harry had a blanket. What color was it? Oh, no. Was that blanket red? Was that blanket green? Was that blanket yellow? Or was that blanket blue? Uh, I'm going to guess it was an ugly yellow hospital blanket. Ugly yellow hospital blanket. I'm guessing blue blanket. Blue blanket. Harry woke up to a blue blanket. (laughs) Do the noise. Finally. <laughs> Question number five. The race where that dirty old evil sunglass Russ Wheeler blocked Cole in in the pit lane. Rude. And then cracked him on the track. Cole had an issue with the tire. What tire blew? His front left, both of the lefts, front right, or both of the rights? 
Paul had issue with tire. Was which one was it? The left, both left, front right, or both rights? Uh, front right. Front right. I'm gonna say the wall took out both tires on the right. Both tires on his right side were blown, and that's when he went in, got his tires changed, and hit during the victory lap. Um, our boys, the original team, Randy Quaid, Robert Duvall, Tom Cruise, um, and Rowdy Burns were all, uh, associated with different sponsors. I'm going to name off some sponsors. Exxon, Chev City, Hardee's, Kodiak, Mellow Yellow, and Superflow. Which sponsor that I just named wasn't involved with the boys? I'm going to say Kodiak. Yeah. Chev City. Chev City was the OG sponsor. That's the car dealership that Randy Quaid owed, owned. And the answer is Kodiak. Oh, I thought they said Kodiak. Nope. There's a Kodiak car, but it wasn't nothing Damn. to do with them. Nothing Damn. to do with the boys. I'm getting smoked. You're going to lap, you guys. I was going to say, Nate's going to lap. There was a Quaker State car. When I hear Quaker State, I think of NASCAR. That Quaker State car had what number? 26, 35, 62, 53. Uh, 53. Ooh, that's what I was going to choose, too. I'm going 53 as well. Quaker State, number Twenty-six. Gone forever. <laughs> the last sponsor on Cole Trickle's Daytona 500 winning car was Mellow Yellow. Mellow Yellow is a citrus-based soft drink. According to Mellow Yellow, what color yellow is Mellow Yellow? Is it a chartreuse? Aurelium? Cadium? Or canary? Uh, I'm going to say cadium. Okay. I'm going to say canary. That mellow yellow is, of course, a yellowish green, which is none other than chartreuse. Gone forever. Chartreuse. Chartreuse. Brent takes the lead. No, Brent wins. That's the last question. Brent wins at the line. I drafted your ass. I thought he was going high. I thought he was going high. No, went low, slingshot. Went low. I hung back in the middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. I saw the white flag. I moved up, drafted your ass for the last lap. Slingshot went low, crossed the finish line, winner. Yeah. Lap eight long ago. And I, the, the one I was I sure down. wasn't was chartreuse. I was like, no way, it's chartreuse. Oh, that's yellowish green, baby. That's mellow yellow's signature. <sighs> nice Ooh. win. Thank you. Excellent win. Uh, Brent in the cashew chocolate milk car. Huge W. Uh, Wins the uh, NAFMC uh, 200. And there you go. Speaking of winning awards. Would you two like to hand out some bronze medals? I also want to give a silver and gold out on the podium. Okay. Good call. Good call. Good call. Thank you. 
Did you guys know that Tony Scott, who directed this, committed suicide? Mm-hmm. And did you know oh. that he's Ridley Scott's younger brother? I didn't. Mm-hmm. They they wow. started together in England making commercials, and then they then they went on to make uh, Hollywood movies. And do you want to hear another interesting fact? They yeah. make British movies. <laughs> they make British movies. Uh, the the cop who the the sexy lady cop who arrests uh, Tom Cruise, quote unquote, arrests him and then grabs his uh, penis. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and Tony Scott got married after this movie. So Aww. Nicole and Tom got married after this movie. Love was in the air on Days of Thunder. Huh. Uh, who did you guys give your bronze medals to? Uh, my bronze is going to Mr. Thomas Cruz. He was, uh, he's a short king and I got to respect him for it. This uh-huh. is before he turned into, like Kate said, just kind of a weird guy. He's basically, this is just Top Gun in a car. Um, on land and when he was going backwards and he flipped that fucking thing into forward into pit lane ah uh, the goosebumps oh the goosebumps uh i'm gonna give my bronze to uh mr jonathan riley as brock brotherton cole's car chief and buddy brotherton's son uh i always like john c riley and i like john c riley in a a young role and a serious role so he gets my bronze uh, I gave my bronze medal to Michael Rooker, Rook the Crook. Uh, mm. I love Michael Rooker, actually. I think he makes a great bad guy because he's got a menace to him. There's just a sort of his voice sure. is a little bit menacing. His look is a little bit menacing. So I, uh, I actually really love to watch this guy. So he gets my bronze medal. All right. All right. The Rook. Um my silver is a split. Couldn't decide. Had to go with Nicole Kim and Randy Quaid. They're both excellent. Uh, Randy Quaid had a glow up, turned into kind of a prick. Um, but saved the day by giving them the engine, getting his pick crew to push. And Nicole that was Kidman, nice of him. very nice of him. And Nicole Kidman played a doctor and she was cool. Didn't like that she didn't wear a helmet. She's a neurologist. But I like Nicole Kidman in this role. Silver medal. Nicole? And Nikki? Nikki and Randy. Oh, splitting it. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about you, Kate? Well, you know what? I'm going to give my silver medal to the short king himself, Thomas Cruise. Tommy Cruise. Who, who, who allowed Scientology onto the set, and then Jerry Bruckheimer kicked them off because they were being too weird and were trying to make weird... Uh, audio adjustments using uh, Scientology science, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I, I don't know. I just feel like we're we're seeing the last bastion of normalcy from Tom Cruise, and that should mm-hmm. be celebrated. So mm-hmm. silver. Yeah, I think he's um, he is a very bizarre character because I truly believe that nobody on Earth loves movies as much as Tom Cruise. Like, I really believe that in my heart. He loves movies. He's so excited talking about every project he's ever worked on. And I kind of wish he wasn't insane because I do love a guy who's, like... Passionate. Yeah, he really is. Uh, I gave my silver to Nicole Kidman. She wasn't going to make the list. And then she got that one scene where she yells at Tom Cruise and tells him he's being a little shithead and uh, egomaniac. And she's... 
fucking went to work in that scene. She elevated the whole movie. So, yeah, silver medal for Nicole Kidman. Gold! What relationship Robert Duvall had with Tom Cruise, these characters, this movie, father-son relationship kind of... Oh, I, everyone needs a Harry in their corner. Everyone, mm-hmm. That's my life thing. Everyone yeah. needs a Harry behind them, shaving their fucking frame down to make them faster. Robert Duvall was actually eating ice cream, making jokes, pace car, gold medal. I agree. He also gets my gold. I... His acting is so natural that mm-hmm. it's you can't even tell he's acting. Like you feel like he is the character. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely extraordinary, legend. Uh, well, I could not agree with the two of you more. I'm so happy we've all come to this conclusion. It's time to eat a turkey sandwich mm-hmm. with the Taylor sisters because, mm-hmm. of course, I picked Bobby Duvall. Damn what right. a fucking Ooh. great actor! Uh. You said it perfectly, Kate. He is so natural. You mm. completely believe that this guy works on the farm, that he knows all this shit about cars, that he's a great uh, leader of this team. And yeah, there is something. Acting is one of those funny things where most actors are like decent. They're like all slightly better than okay. And then there are certain actors that are just fucking light years ahead of everybody else on screen and he's one of those guys where you're just like oh this guy him and gene hackman like they're just doing it man they're fucking doing it gold medal awesome. for bobby duvall mm-hmm. now i think in honor of him we should all one by one do a car sound okay uh, i would like to st- i would like kate to finish because i think she's the strongest brent yeah. is going to be in the middle and i'll start us off as the weakest car noise so uh here okay. we go that's <laughs> my favorite noise you make. Because I can picture you behind the wheel driving. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, we have so much fun. We would do. You, would you guys oh. like to? I would rate the fun we have a ten out of ten. And speaking oh. of ratings, would you guys like to rate this movie? I think Heck I pulled. Yeah. I pulled my throat on that one. Oh, you did <laughs> yeah. a good one. That was your best yeah. one ever. Right? I know. That I went for solid. it. I went for it. Um, the script for this movie. What would you guys rate the script for this movie? I had a little bit of trouble following it and I needed help. Um, so I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I really enjoy. It's, it's, there's a lot of things that were never fleshed out. I can't give it a 10. The whole death of John C. Rice was never fleshed out. Um, a lot of weird things happened. So I'm gonna give it a nine. Uh, this is tricky. I'm, I think I'm with Kate. I'm going to give it an eight. I enjoyed it. Uh, there was a little bit of goofiness and the classic nineties, uh, sexual politic nightmare that we got going on in certain scenes. Uh, so yeah, eight seems good. It was a fun story. It was like, I did feel it was a lot like Rocky with slightly less, um, joy 
I had way, I had a mm-hmm. little bit more joy watching Rocky and a little bit more cheering on and excitement. I didn't care quite as much about Tom Cruise as I did uh, driving Michael Rooker's car. That helped. I was like, this is their friends, their buddies. They're taking care of each other. So, yeah, eight. I like eight. Okay. Uh, the art direction for this movie, the props, the sets, uh, uh, the stunts. We'll even work that one into this one. Uh, what do you guys think of the art direction in this movie? I thought it was pretty solid. I mean, it felt real. I mean, I think they were on location. The costumes were, I just loved the costumes. I'm going to give the art direction a 10, actually. Oh, this gets a 10. A 10. Filmed at Daytona with 60-some cars, 27 panoramic cameras. All of this. I love sponsors on cars. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I got to, I watched a behind the scenes doc about this movie because I was kind of interested in how they made it. And this is a very, this is a kind of filmmaking that they really don't do anymore. Maybe like Christopher Nolan still kind of does it, but he's probably the only one where everything is real. It's like they Mm -hmm. went to Daytona, they filmed during the Daytona 500, during like the breaks and stuff like that. Like they were actually cars in the race for Daytona. Uh, That scene where Tom Cruise gets airlifted by helicopter out of there, they filmed that at Daytona. And that's so crazy if you think about it. Mm -hmm. Like these days, there's, there's one scene from inside the helicopter as it's taking off and going up. And they would just, of course, they would green screen that these days. Of course they would, but not this movie. They actually filmed it there. You can see actual people in the audience. And uh, this is what Tony Scott was really fucking good at, was filming action movies and putting things together. So I'm with you guys. I'm going to give it a 10 as well. Hell yeah. This will be interesting. The music for this movie. What do we think about the music for this movie? So it got good reviews for its music. And I guess like Tom Cruise asked White Snake to write a song, which is Mm -hmm. hilarious to Mm me. Um, But I don't remember anything specifically. So I'm going to listen to what you guys give it and then decide. Let's start with Brent. Listen, give me some love and his banger. Let's get that. You know, there's lots of banger artists on this. This suffers from whiffing. They whiffed. Mm-hmm. Could have had better. Could have had better songs like "Kickstart My Heart" by Motley Crue. You put that on any scene, driving scene, you got yourself a ten. Ten. No, nine. Sorry, nine. Uh, I think the music in this movie stinks. It stinks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hans Zimmer score, which. Usually it's Zim for the win, but mm. not not this time. Uh, I think one part of that is that they made this movie on an insane schedule, and like Hans Zimmer was recording the music while the movie was being filmed, uh, like right up to the deadline of the release. Uh, and you can really tell. You can really tell that they didn't give him enough time because it's just synth and... Uh, electric guitar, and I hated it. Uh, <laughs> seven. And what'd you give it, Brent? I gave it a nine. 
Okay, I will give it an eight. That's fair. That's fair. No, that's Nate's what I was right. gonna. I Nate's was gonna right. give it an eight anyway. It could have been so. They could have picked so much. Any ACDC song. I mean, sure. they could have done it. Back in black because his car is oh. black. Oh, when he came back. Oh my God! It writes itself. They call me Mellow Yellow. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, addict, they could have put addicted to love in there, you know. Uh, just so many options. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'll keep it a nine. Uh, this was an American sports action drama. An American sports action drama. As one of those, how would you rate it? Oh, it's a ten. It's, it takes place in America. Racing is a sport, and my God, the drama was up and down. Monkey fucking on a football. Ten. Yeah, I'll give it a nine. Mm. Uh, I'm with you, Kate, where I'm like, this is one notch below a Rocky. I was, I was very surprised how much I enjoyed this movie. I should say, because I don't care about cars. I couldn't care less about cars. Uh, but I liked watching this movie. It was fun and I was into it. So that's surprising. It gets a nine. Love it. Now, if you had a friend who liked American sports action dramas, how much would you recommend this movie to them? I want to give it a 10 because it's a great, but I mean, a lot of people aren't into cars. Um, but I mean, we're kind of saying that if you're not into cars, it's still really good. I'm going to give it a nine. Um, I'm going to give it a 10 because I think that uh, this is like, I'm going to repeat myself. This is like when we could like Tom Cruise, like mm-hmm. this. And also if you don't like, uh, cars or understand NASCAR, this is kind of like an entryway into that. So, also, I love my boo boo Nick and he loves this movie. So, I'm gonna give it a tip. Oh, isn't that beautiful? So sweet. Listen, get it all in this year because next year, Brent and Nick. <laughs> yeah. People, let me tell you about tell my, you best about my best friend. friend. <laughs> Robert Duvall, uh, Tom Cruise tattoo. I'm with, uh, Brent on this one, I'll say nine. I would, I wouldn't like again. It's it suffers a little bit from coming right after Rocky Four, which is such to me. I'm like, I'd recommend that to anybody. It's fun as hell. It's got a lot of the same elements. It's short. Yeah. They get to it in and out, mm. uh, which we like. Uh, nine. Rocky was the appetizer. This was the main. Yeah, course. I mean, I I see why you might think that. Mm. Uh, this movie gets a 44.9, which sounds exactly right to me. It's like a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good movie. It's fun. Uh, yeah. Surprising. I would not have guessed that I would have enjoyed it as much as I did, for sure. Well, what a great choice from our, our fans, from our listeners. God bless them. God bless them, everyone. Uh, well, and I, now it's time for us to take some time and thank our listeners for listening to the first season of our show, because this is the last episode of season one of the North American Friends Movie Club. We are going to take a well-deserved week off next week. The year tried to add in one more Thursday, and we said no. There's nope. We don't believe in leap years. We don't believe in this shit. Uh, that's a free day, and we're all going to relax uh, and then we're going to come back next season with new music and hopefully posting full episodes on YouTube and a what? bunch of exciting stuff. And I just personally want to thank everybody who has 
listen to the show and let us know you're listening and said so many nice things and encouraged us and genuinely, genuinely, we we really appreciate it. I don't know if you can add to that because that's just what the truth is. I think you should for content. Okay. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You go ahead, Brett. Um, I want to echo what Nay said. I want to thank everybody that listens, makes comments, leaves reviews, subscribes, unsubscribes, resubscribes, tells their friends, tells their family about it. Um, Even the haters. Haters you can hate as long as you're listening. As Pete Weber says, you might love me or you might hate me, but y'all watched. Um, That's very dramatic. Yeah, Um, Bigger and McCracken style. Bigger and McCracken. So appreciate you guys and stick around for season two of the North American Friends Movie Club. That's right, baby. You know, just like any good TV show or movie, when there's a series, like you get the base first season and it's a classic, right? But then it only gets better after that. And we're going to bring you the sweet, sweet content because I know the three of us love to do this. And it's a, I love to hear that people listen because it makes me feel good inside and it makes me feel good to spread joy into the world because we desperately need nice things in the world. And so thank you for everyone who listens and feels joy from our joy because that's really important in the world. And I'm fucking excited about season two because I get to pick March and I'm excited about it. Well, plan. you're going to have to tell us what we're doing in March. But before that, I actually also want to take a moment to thank both of you for doing the show. Uh, you know what? It's been a really fun year to have this, uh, Things centering our friendship and getting us together every week, whether we're tired or we're going through shit. And actually, we all went through a bunch of different shit this year. And it was very nice sure to spend have have you guys in my life and uh, have just our friendship is very rewarding to me. So I, I want to thank you too for that as well. God damn, Nate. That's so nice. Thank you. I completely agree. I think it's so important to make time for your friends. And I hope that our friendship inspires other people to make time regularly for their own friendships. The best um, compliment that I read about our show is from somebody um, that said that I love listening to this podcast because it's like sitting down and talking with friends. And I think that's a testament to us. And I want to thank you guys for being uh, a part of that and allowing other people to feel that way. And hold up. We cannot, I mean, this podcast is not even a thing without Nathan Usher's genius, genius producing, genius writing, genius friendship. Like Nate, you're very humble. And I know, remember we used to get in a fight about that because you were like, you shouldn't be humble, but like you are humble and you should be celebrated. And I hope one day you win an award of some kind. So I could be like, see, I hope you feel validated now. Mm, because I, <laughs> I hope that award it. for our TV show. <laughs> I'm uh, not a part of the TV yeah, show. You will be. Shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, that's really sweet, guys. I really appreciate that. And uh, this has been great for me. It really has. I It kind of was stuck creatively in a rut uh over the pandemic and this like 
has inspired me to do a bunch of different things again. So I am super thankful for that. Uh, and now I would love to know what our theme for March is going to be. I had so many ideas that it was very challenging, but I thought about the month of March and it starts with the letter M Mm -hmm. and there are so many things that start with the letter M, True, but one important thing that starts is money. Oh, And so the month of March is for money. And we will be starting with the longest movie that we've ever watched on this podcast. It is Casino. Oh, I've never watched it. Oh, this is a movie, Brent. This is this is maybe cinema. my favorite Scorsese movie. This I watched this movie so much when I was young. Me too. This has so many possibilities of what to pick. Hmm. Yeah, I, I want you to elaborate a little bit about money and, and what you're thinking. Like. So initially, I was kind of like money gambling adjacent because I was going to do rounders. I was going to, I kept kind of doing like money mafia gambling. Sure. But it's open to interpretation. Okay. I like this because actually, I, I'm thinking of a bunch of different ideas. There's, yeah, you could too. be crime movie, but there's lots of different money movie so i'm not gonna spoil anything by telling you what i'm thinking but season two baby season two will be starting in march and the first movie we're gonna do is casino that's fun uh well that means that all that's left to do for season one is say good night kate good night kate good night kate Ace ran the casino. I am the boss. Nikki ran the money. I'm trying to make a living, that's all. They shared a dream called Las Vegas. Look at this place, it's made of money. That was just too good to last. You didn't see that you were being set up. Robert De Niro. You buried me. I buried you. Sharon Stone. Kill him. Joe Pesci. I owe this guy 35 years, I'm gonna whack him for you. A Martin Scorsese film, Casino, rated R. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Hello? You said like SpongeBob. You said exactly. Great. You said exactly Great. like SpongeBob. That's what I was going for. That's what I was going for. Totally. Your mother is Squidward. <laughs> yeah, she's wearing the red. She's wearing the red. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Damn it.